from the MZ Studios Dallas Virtual Studios in Cyberspace. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble, coming to you once again from the guest room of the Trimble Residence. Joined again by a gentleman who, quite frankly, deserves a pat on the back pretty much every week. He, of course, Sean Williams. Sean, good day, sir. Hey, Ryan Trimble, coming to you again live from Malia Williams' bedroom. Uh, I have Baby Yoda searching, looking straight at me into my eyes. Looks like he's looking in my soul. Uh, I have the Hamilton poster right above me now that you can see me, now that we can look at each other. Uh, what a wonderful place to broadcast. Yeah, how are things going at WeWork South? It's great. We're back at full capacity currently. Um, so Dominique, Isaiah, and I are all slamming the Wi-Fi yes. here. Um, I've got snacks out for everyone. And today yep. it was my job to go and get um, lunch, free plug out to Jason's Deli. Great. Um, who did not sponsor our lunch, but I did pay for it. But that was what we had here at, <laughs> at, our, at our co-working space. So this is a, a notice to Jason Zelly. If you'd like to sponsor We Work South and or Deconstructing Dallas. Or both. <laughs> and we, got a, we got a place for you. And. Only and. Yeah. Call us. So, yeah. So, um, so yeah, everybody's good here. And, uh, you know, went to the office last week twice. So that's new, you know, great. In, in, at, to the worldwide headquarters of Alamedia saw couple of colleagues there. So, uh, you know, things are now, I think since we last did an episode, I don't believe, or maybe I'd just been double vaccinated, but now as a double vaccinated person, you know, feeling better about moving around safely. Yes. Safely. Yes. Same here. Uh, we are, I'm double, double stabbed. And so, uh, feel, feel good. It's, uh, hope everybody will still go out if you haven't, uh, you know, get get down to Fair Park, get yourself a shot, and uh, let's get this thing in the rearview mirror. Sean, I wanted to pat you on the back though, because you, sir, led an amazing, amazing effort uh, for one of our clients, Megatel Homes, over in West Dallas. Yeah, Ryan, thank you. It, of course, is a team effort, and you were part of that team. Uh, we worked with um, our colleague Aaron Ragsdale. We worked with some of the good folks at La Sierra Group, um, President Santos Martinez. Uh, we worked with Kendra Larock, who was amazing to work with Great on work. community outreach. Uh, you helped us get a team of canvassers who went through West Dallas. But I think, and, and you know, we worked with Councilman Omar Nabayez. We worked with Commissioner Deborah Carpenter, but it, it really was about speaking to the neighbors, talking to neighbors, and making sure everyone had an opportunity to have their voice heard. And I think at the end, Zach and Aaron Ipoor from um, Megatel were able to show that they had been listening. And uh, it, I think it came across with a unanimous vote at City Plan Commission and a unanimous vote at City Council. I like how nonchalantly he says that, like this is some sort of everyday occurrence, but but truly truly an incredible effort around the horseshoe. Uh, people were, there was a lot of patting on the back of, of Councilman Narvaez, which is always great. Um, 
a lot of praise for the project. Uh, I know one council member in particular, Sean, do you have uh, uh, council member Bazaldua had some really, I don't, I don't know if I have exactly what he said. Um, let me, I just kind of from memory, if I can just, it's, it was something like, uh, this is an overall big win, not only for environmental justice, not only for affordable housing, but overall for bringing in more opportunity for the working class people of Dallas. And uh, I think that that really was when I heard him say that, that, you know, made it really a big thing for the work that we're doing. It made me feel great about just the overall process because it is, you know, this was a site in West Dallas, where uh, the previous u- the previous land user um, had porta potties that they would come and dump on the site, you know, and this is a heavy industrial area. It was uh, a huge had a, has a lot of you know electrical and mechanical apparatus and old warehouses, and this is going to be gone to make way for a lagoon, make way for uh, multifamily uses, uh, retail, and all going to be right there in West Dallas. So uh, really proud of the work we did, proud of the work you did as a partner and our other teammates, Ryan, and uh, just glad that that this uh, got passed and even more excited that it got passed, as you said, and as we mentioned, unanimously. Yes. Well, well, hats off to you again, sir, and uh, uh, proud to call you a colleague and a friend. So... Okay, patting on back over. We got to pat our listeners on the back because I'm sure they've all gone out to vote. But if they haven't, then, you know, now's the time to do so. As of this recording, uh, we've still got about uh, four days before uh, election day. There's a few days left for early voting, but election day is up on us. Yeah, these, of course, the... uh, the municipal elections, uh, not, you know, not the big presidential elections. Um, we hope everybody will go out and vote. These are Dallas city council. Uh, there's some school board races. There's some, uh, you know, local propositions. So please go out and do your civic duty. Um, you can go on to, uh, the Dallas County elections site and find, uh, where you need to go vote. Um, best of luck to all our friends that are running. Uh, pulling for, uh, you know, one of our friends, uh, Leland Burke, uh, happy to, uh, see his campaign going well. A lot of yard signs out in the yards up in district 13. So, um, get out there, do your civic duty people. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm saying this to myself too, cause I still need to go vote. I may, uh, load up right after we record and go cast my ballot, Sean. Um, cast your ballot I, I have to say on saturday I, I cast my line into the fishing hole but before i did i cast my ballot <laughs> at the same location at you know mountain creek library uh cast our ballot there and then in the evening came back right behind there at emerald park lake uh went ahead and cast my fishing line what so a great multi-purpose mm, facility they have it, there. a city of dallas facility huh i mean shout out to the parks department <laughs> and uh, shout out, you know, I live in District 3. Shout out to, you know, everything going on out here. I'm a new resident of District 3. But when you can cast your ballot and your fishing line at the same place, <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad place to be. That, that's amazing. Amazing stuff. So wh- wh- who do we have with us today, Ryan? 
Uh, yes, Sean, we have Ryan Sanders joining us today. He, of course, member of the editorial uh, team at the Dallas Morning News. Uh, Ryan, uh, you know, he, he spent 10 years uh, at the Irving Bible Church and is is new to the Morning News. Not, he, he's, he's been a contributor before, but now is officially on the team, has been for about five months, and uh, looking forward to catching up with him, hearing his story, and uh, uh, getting his in, input on on the process at the Morning News and, and how everything's working. Uh, still as we're in, in COVID. Uh, yeah, Ryan's a, a man after my own heart, a man of many trades, uh, a man who loves words, and a fighting Texas Aggie as well. Yes. So I'm yes. really looking forward to this interview. Yeah, well, let's do just that. Jump in uh, after a quick break. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Be right back. <laughs> Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, very excited to be joined today by one of the editorial writers for the Dallas Morning News, uh, but a bit of a renaissance man. He, of course, Ryan Sanders. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So th- thank you for coming on. Now, Ryan, uh, I-, I say renaissance man. I love the way you describe yourself on your LinkedIn. You're a, a journalist, an author, and an erstwhile pastor. It, it's a it's quite a, f- a full slate, a, a full plate. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm 48 years old now, and I think I might have decided what I want to do with my life, um, but I'm not sure. I uh, started in started my career in journalism. Actually, my first job out of college was at the Corsicana Daily Sun. So salute, um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Worked for the Star Telegram for a few years, and uh, but yeah, then several years ago, the church where we have been involved for for many years uh, actually asked me to come on staff, and I, I shifted into a full time Christian ministry role for uh, to help them launch a program and and stuff like that. So I did that for like ten years, and now I'm back into journalism. I just can't hold down a job. <laughs> well. Well, you're back at a at a at a good place and a good time. You're back at the Dallas Morning News. You've been there about five months, so you know I'd like to hear about what the newsroom is like now. You know, based on the pandemic, based on changes in the industry, how's it been uh, for you? Yeah, well, there's a long answer to that, but the short answer is it's a ghost town. Like uh, everyone is, for the most part, uh, lots of people are working from home. I've started going back in uh, every now and then, and it's just a uh, it, there's no one down there, but um, you know, we we sort of had a a test run right at the very beginning of the pandemic and decided hey, we're going to see if we can just do all this virtually. Let's just everyone stay home. Let's see if we can do it, and it worked. And everybody's sort of been doing it since then. So, um, you know, as far as the building goes, it's um, it's empty up there, but still continue to put out a paper every day, and I think put out some really good journalism 
um, and prove that we could do that all virtually. Absolutely. We, like every other legacy media outlet out there, is making a shift from print to a, a primarily digital product. And so, if anything, this has sort of proved up that part of the business model. Like we can shift and be primarily digital in terms of our content delivery, but also in terms of creating that. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I know we have we, you know we have some friends at at the paper and and uh, have visited with them before. But um, speaking of, of shifting, you know, you spent ten years at one of our uh, really really strong uh, uh, faith communities here, the Irving Bible Church. What possessed you after you know that's a pretty good chunk of a career? What what possessed you to, to make the change? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, so I, I, if I know anything about myself, I know I'm supposed to write. Um, that's been sort of my calling for like since high school. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I came on board at the church there. I mean, we still attend there. It's still our church. We still love it there and have lots of people we love there. Uh, but I came on board there to help them launch a, a new program for these kind of small group Bible studies and to write a lot of content for them. And then over the years, kind of the, my role there shifted, the culture there shifted, and uh, I wasn't really doing, using kind of my gifts to use another sort of biblical metaphor. And, uh, and then at the same time, more and more opportunities for me to write uh, came online, not just at the Dallas Morning News, but through some like ministry publications, pastor magazines, things like that. And so I just started pursuing those and then doors kept opening and uh, wound up at the paper full time. You know, again, as Ryan said, you've um, had a really a great career in different things, but writing is, as we're learning now, is the big part of, of who you are. And you've authored a couple of books. Uh, can you talk to us about, about the books you've written? Yeah, sure. So uh, the latest one was just a, an Advent devotional, a devotional, you know, kind of a daily reading uh, for the Advent season, two pages or so, a little short thing for each Day, basically the month of December. Um, and, but then the one before that was a little more, um, heady. It was kind of an examination of, um, how hard it is to believe the things that, uh, that Christians believe, that followers of Jesus believe. My, um, my belief or my assertion in that book is that we actually, um, hold to the, the, the strangest set of beliefs out there. <laughs> like it's hard, it's hardest to believe the things that, uh, followers of Jesus believe because we believe that some guy rose from the dead, which is like literally impossible, right? And so, I think we get um, we get too close to those things and we forget just how miraculous and um, unbelievable those things are. So that's the title of that book. It was just unbelievable, trying to take a fresh look at those things. Uh, that that is something that we're going to put on our book list, Ryan. They're available on Amazon. The bad news is we just did one print run. And so uh, now they're pretty rare. So the last time I checked, it was like 40 bucks to get a used copy on Amazon. So I recommend that do a Kindle. Yeah, that or we'll just share and kind of pass it back and forth around the team. Yeah. Um, this is Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Uh, we're having a great conversation. Uh, today with uh, Ryan Sanders from Dallas Morning News. We'll be right back right after this.
back. Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams, joined today by the Dallas Morning News' Ryan Sanders. Now, Ryan, a big part of every political cycle, uh, at least in my career, and I've been doing legislative work for 10 years and then been doing a lot of city hall work the past six, uh, in big moment in the campaign every without fail is uh, getting the Dallas Morning News candidate questionnaire. Uh, now, this is when you and your colleagues put all the candidates through the ringer on a host of issues, current events, ideological uh, positions, and then you invite them all to share uh, their ideas together and their stump speeches uh, in a big, uh, you know, in a, in a big uh, meetup. So can you share with us a little bit about the process how you all formulate the questions and and what your experience was like uh, this cycle? Yeah, sure. That uh, we just wrapped that up. Um, just um, I think published our last recommendation today. Actually, I think it ran the um, the the recommendation on the proposition two propositions on the ballot in Dallas. Um, so just coming off of that season, and it is a it, it's definitely a a big undertaking. I mean, we spend a lot of time putting that together, interviewing candidates, um, talking to scores of them. This time, I think we recommended in 29 races, I think it was. Um, and, you know, I figure each of those races has three or four or five or in the case of that congressional race, uh, 23 candidates. And so, um, yeah, so um, typically that means we have them up to the to the conference room in our office and do that. This is the first time we did it 100% virtually. Uh, and it, it, that worked just fine. But, you know, you mentioned the, the questionnaire and we we have a pretty robust questionnaire. Um, uh, we ask a lot of questions for them, of them. Um, I think the candidates kind of hate that sometimes we ask, uh, them to invest some time, so, you know, some significant time filling those things out. But, uh, you know, we, we publish all of the responses to that uh, on our website. So candidates get a chance to speak directly to the voters. They, we don't filter that, uh, you know, at all through our lens. So it's a chance for them to, to fill that out and, get their message out to the voters. But we use that as well as the interviews, as well as some other research that we do uh, to kind of compile uh, our recommendations for the, for the, for the election season. So um, I'm not sure if that walks you through all of the process, but um, yeah, it's, it's just a process of breaking that up. We, we will not do, there's six of us on the board. The whole board doesn't meet with every candidate in every race. We'll break up into two or three of us. We'll meet with every candidate in every race. You know, and you're talking about process, and we know some of your colleagues on the editorial board. We know some of the folks who were previously on the editorial board, and I think it's it, that section is heavily read by subscribers, by people who don't subscribe, who want to know what the editorial board says. But a lot of people don't understand what the process is and how that comes to pass. And so, could you talk a little bit about the process uh, the editorial board goes through, and also a little bit about, you know, how you work as a member of the editorial board. Yeah. So we, like I said, we'll, we'll gather as much information as we can from them and then about them from other sources. And then we sit down with them. And I think the thing that we're trying to do most often in, in those meetings is separate them. Uh, a lot of times they come in with very similar answers or especially within parties, like if there's a primary race, um, and, and we're trying to um, differentiate what makes this candidate different, what, what gives this candidate an edge over uh, uh, other candidates. So we're sort of just trying to, um, you know, call them from the, the crowd, so to speak, and decide which one we think would be the best 
candidate, we're looking for things like experience and um, the ability to lead, the ability to, to build coalitions um, and things like that. We're also kind of just uh, weeding out the crazies, if I can say that, and just um, figuring out who has who's a serious contender. I will tell you that there, there, there's no shortage of, we're, we're thinking we, internally we've been saying we need to create some kind of like um, book of crazy stories from these candidate interviews because we've had um, all kinds, all manner of. Yeah. It, can, can, can we impose upon you to share one of your, your favorite memories, let's call it? Um, Maybe it's too soon. I don't know. Maybe we're too, yeah, too fresh. Last year, there was a guy who showed So without sharing names, last year, a guy showed up. It, in, this was in person in the office, sat down and then started pulling nectarines out of his pocket and offering them to everyone in the room, which was just fine. It was very friendly. <laughs> a different way to go about that. Clearly, you uh, you are, are good at it or they wouldn't have you up there doing it. So, um, you know, and, and, and getting this, this stuff down on paper is important. The written word is very important to you. And you've done editorial. You've done, written books. What's what's next for you? What, do you? What's the next challenge for you? Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, I think I've been just really focused on um, – the editorial pages and just helping out there as much as I can trying to, you know, I'm five months into this thing. So I'm doing the team player thing as much as, as much as I can. Uh, I've got, I've got a buddy who who doesn't work for the newspaper, who is a filmmaker and um, he's kind of bugging me to do help him with like a documentary film, which I think would be a fun project, kind of a side hustle um, about, about a topic in Dallas. And uh, I think that'd be really, really fun, but nothing, solid right there uh, yet. Like I said, I'm just sort of, uh, you know, we run 13 editorials a week and uh, I'm focused on making those the best that we can make them right now. Well, Ryan, I'm, I'm sure our listeners are going to want to stay in touch with you. Um, maybe find out more about your work. How can folks get in touch with you? How they can, can they keep up with you? Maybe even, uh, I think you kind of told us already, but if they even want to get a hold of your book. Yeah. If you just search uh, Ryan Sanders uh, on Amazon, you should be able to find both. both. The books are called Unbelievable. And then the other one's called Now and uh, Now and Then, The Devotion Liz. Uh, you can also find me uh, on Twitter. My handle is at the Ryan Sanders because I was trying to choose the most pretentious Twitter handle I could find. So I went with the Ryan Sanders. <laughs> Um, and then my, uh, website is the ryan So any of those places you can find me pretentious or not. It's a good looking site. I like it. You look, you look like you're, you've really got everybody engaged here on the homepage. So <laughs> yeah, it's well, fun. You, know, you can see the back it's of fun. their heads in that shot and not their complexions. They're, I mean, they're, uh, their faces, they're, they're all asleep. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Checking their phones. Yeah. yeah. No, this is great. Well, Ryan, thank you for, for coming on and uh, look forward to uh, staying in touch and uh, talking to you again soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoyed it. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Stick with us.
Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, a big, big thanks to Ryan Sanders uh, for, for joining us. I appreciate his time. Uh, loved his insight on the process uh, at the editorial board and hearing about his work with uh, Irving Bible Church and got to track down one of those books. We do. Um, and again, I guess if they're going for such a premium now, we might have to find a way to pool our resources together uh, for that. But, you know, yes, I'm, I'm down. Definitely the devotional. That, yeah. that sounded like something that I could definitely uh, get I'm behind. in on that. You know, I do have a birthday coming up, uh, Sean. So You do. Maybe by then, you know, we'll all get to find a safe way to participate in your, your birthday <laughs> uh, suite of choice that's provided by Carol Ring. Yes, I know you'll really be there for the, the uh, treat provided by Carol. So uh, hopefully we can make that happen. To celebrate um, with you, too, making- as well. But, I mean, <laughs> well, if there's, if there's sweets. Yeah. There, there are sweets. Uh, speaking of making things happen, and also speaking of things that are sweet, man, have you seen Luca and his wild game-winning shots and, and uh, all his, his highlights recently? And that game-winning shot against Memphis was ridiculous. Uh, and they, By the way, do you have an opinion on, those, on the gold Mavericks jerseys, the white and gold? Yeah, I don't hate them. I, like I don't the hate them either. I don't hate them either. I got a hat that has the Dallas on it. That's fine. Uh, with that, yeah, I, I think I wanted to hate it, but I don't. I don't hate it. I mean, there's so many jerseys in the NBA anymore. It's like I can't keep track. So it's hard to tell. But yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, Luca, the reigning Western Conference Player of the Week. Uh, the Mavericks went three and zero this past week. Luca averaged 26 points, nine rebounds, and 10 assists. And on top of that, the shot he hit against the Lakers, falling out of bounds in the corner, uh, with, which was a dagger to end that game, a game that they were losing for a large part of it. I mean, he uh, continues to build on his, uh, his amazing season, his amazing young career, and Luca Magic is in full effect. He is a special, special uh, rising star for sure. Speaking of rising stars, Sean, we have uh, one on our team that we have been threatening to introduce for several weeks now, um, and we are now threatening again, uh, putting her on alert. Uh, Samantha Matthews, of course, our our uh, lustrous colleague uh, at Allen Media who has been doing yeoman's work uh, keeping us on track on deconstructing Dallas, writing show notes, providing input, and so uh, we are looking forward to introducing her to the world during our next uh, during our next episode. I can't wait. Um, I'm sure she will be too nice to say that the worst part of of the gig is listening to us when we're not recording and having to listen to us um, try to sound like we possibly might know what we're talking about and she has to go through that process i think would probably be the worst part but other than that she she does it with a straight face though which is nice Uh, if if there were an nba gif i would send her i would be the clapping kevin durant you the real mvp (laughs) that is there has to be one right there has to be one so i I cannot wait i'm looking very much forward to it and you know again you have said this to the listeners and 
our listeners know how much we care and we don't want to disappoint them. And so if we're, if we're saying that we're going to bring Samantha, then we've, we've got to deliver on this one. That's right. That's right. So stay tuned, everybody. Samantha Matthews, the big intro. On that note, we are going to uh, bow out of this episode. We really want to thank Ryan Sanders, Dallas Morning News editorial writer, for joining us. Check out his work at DallasNews.com. We want to thank our um, colleague, Samantha Matthews, for helping us with our show notes. Thank Michael Zavala of MZ Studios uh, for the technical support. We want to thank our owners, Mary Woodley, Jennifer Pascal. Thank our colleagues at Allen Media. We want to thank our listeners. Thanks for continuing to help us uh, come through this pandemic even stronger. Our show is getting better, but the only way we can really meet our objectives is to gain even more listeners. So please share this podcast with your friends, wherever you get your podcast, whatever your podcast platform may be. Uh, Please share this podcast and go and leave us five star rating on Apple podcast or leave us a review. Uh, on any of your podcasting platforms. Follow us on social media. You can follow my co-host Ryan Trimble at rtrimble15, R-T-R-I-M-B-L-E-15, or me at Sean P. Williams. That is at Sean P. as in Patrick Williams. Until the next episode, when we get to hear from Samantha Matthews, this is Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. Adios. Adios.